0: This season of Beyond the Drink is brought to you by our friends at One Hope Wine. One Hope is a Napa Valley winery built on hope and rooted in purpose. Every bottle of their award-winning wine supports a meaningful cause. One Hope has donated over $8 million to causes around the world. To learn more about One Hope Wine, the winery, and to join their wine club, go to onehopewine.com. Follow them on Instagram at One Hope and on Facebook at One Hope Wine. One Hope, we thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. In this season, we sit down with head winemaker of One Hope Wine, Mari Wells-Coyle, as she guides us through some unexpected wine pairings. We're not talking about red wine with steak and white wine with fish. She'll be sharing the right glass, or bottle, to go with some everyday snacks you might have right at home in your own pantry. We'll be asking our guests from this season of Beyond the Plate what their favorite snacks are, and then we'll put Mari to the test. We're going to have some fun with this series, so sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack, and please don't forget the wine opener. Hey everyone, this first episode of Beyond the Drink was recorded in front of a live audience at One Hope Winery in Napa Valley. This episode is going to be slightly different because instead of using a snack from a previous guest, we actually did one of Mari's favorite pairings. It's wine and popcorn. We had so much fun learning about wine and munching on popcorn, that inspired us to do a whole series dedicated to wine and snack pairings. Enjoy this episode. All right, cool. Share with us what we're tasting today and why you chose these two wines.
1: Yeah. We are going to be tasting the 2018 Fumé Blanc, which is here for you to enjoy and dive into whenever you're ready. We also have our 2016 Oakville Cabernet. And I'll start with the Fumé Blanc just so you guys can get familiar with it, taste it in your glass, and then probably going to ask why you have this popcorn in front of you as well. But really to share about the Fumé Blanc, it's a special wine for us. It's one of our flagship wines. It's grown here, Sauv Blanc, it's a state grown. We organically farm our vineyard, and this is really as you look south from our tasting room, you'll see Robert Mandavi Winery. And Robert Mandavi really created Fume Blanc after his trip to the Loire Valley. And he noticed that this white smoke, as Fumé Blanc is translated, was covering the vineyards and it would kind of lift. And he took this vision and created a way to market Sauvignon Blanc, which many people don't realize that in addition to being a world-class great winemaker, he also was a great marketer. So he knew he had something special in this region and Sauvignon Blanc, and he wanted to find a way to promote it. And so as we've worked throughout the years, with the Mendavi family, it's really an homage, a tribute to them, to their excellence, to innovation, and also a mark of tradition that we have integrated into our culture and values here. So yeah, dive into this Fumet Blanc with me, if you will. This is one of, of course, my personal favorite wines. It's fermented in oak. This is 100% oak puncheons. It doesn't drink like oak or tastes like a lot of oak, but it is just rich in viscosity. It takes on this Rutherford magnetic characteristic, which is just uplifting. It's a lot of gooseberry along with exotic fruit flavors, but also these really cool notes of parsley. There's a little bit of citrus rind. There's a lot that you can pull out of this wine, but uh, really an expression of what we do here best.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And part of what we wanted to do is Show a little beyond white wine with fish and red wine with meat. So we thought we'd have a little fun. Some of the popcorns.
1: Absolutely. So one thing we do here, part of our experience is our elevated wines and bites experience where we do our wine alongside some inspired dishes. But we also love to take our winemaking very seriously. We don't take ourselves too seriously. So we recognize that those pairings may not be available to everybody at home. And I love using popcorn, especially as sort of a gateway to fruit and wine pairing. Who doesn't love popcorn? I haven't met that person. Yet, and I still have my parents' air popper from the eighties. <laughs> And my kids now know how to use it. So we have a lot of fun in our own house with popcorn, but also just the layers of expression that you can use to pair with different wines. And so in this case, we've got three different popcorns here. We have one that is your basic sea salt. We also have one that's a coconut curry, which I thought would be really interesting with the fumé blanc. And then we have a garden herb and vegetable. All of these are store-bought, but you can certainly make your own. I recommend that you use grapeseed oil And then add your herbs, spices, whatever it might be. I've even been known to crush up some of the dehydrated fruit like mango or pineapple or strawberry and use that as a sprinkle dusting as well. So it's just something to think about, have a lot of fun with, easy to do, but you can still enjoy world-class wines in your own home.
0: Should we start with a certain popcorn or for people, (laughs) or did we start with a certain popcorn or for people listening at home when this airs, is there a proper way to, to do this or am I overthinking it and it's just popcorn?
1: Yeah, I guess that's sort of the juxtaposition here as well. I would take a look at the sea salt first. It's just, you know, your most basic flavors. And I always encourage people to take a sip of the wine, a bite of the food and another sip of the wine. And if you're new to food and wine pairing, which many of you are not new to it, but some may be, you really are looking for a way to discover the wine that was not available to you before. So take a note of what happens to that wine after you take a bite of these flavors and then you can move on to the garden vegetable and herbs and then I would say maybe lastly check out the exotic coconut curry which is going to be a little bit more flavorful and impactful. Eat up. (laughs) I really like the coconut curry. Yeah
0: I'm excited for that.
1: It's kind of driving a lot of those more papaya tropical fruit flavors found in Sauvignon Blanc. Everybody's got to try it.
0: That coconut curry is good.
1: not good? With the wine.
0: So I don't need to just drink beer with popcorn.
1: Exactly. You can sprinkle a little truffle salt on, match it with your Pinot Noir, or even your sparkling yeah. wine. So there's a lot of things you can do.
0: So let's just cruise right into the red, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So we'll move to the 2016 Oakville Cabernet. This is another one we picked to taste today. It's part of our tasting experience here at the winery. This one is from a single vineyard called the Vineyard 360. And what makes this special to us is that it's also managed and farmed by our vineyard manager Oscar Renteria, who's a second-generation farmer here in Napa Valley. And we really care about where the farming comes from. Obviously. beyond just our sustainability and organic practices, but also connecting with the community. One way we've been doing that is supporting Clinic Olay, a local Napa Valley healthcare clinic that provides healthcare for farm workers who need it the most. So we've been doing that through many of our iconic wines the last several years.
0: You've mentioned organic here on property twice, and I know that's not an easy process. Can you just share a little about how long that process is. Like, was everything here organic when One Hope started or was that a conversion process and what does that process look like?
1: Yeah, we've been really moving toward organic farming in the last five years. Our initiation point was to eliminate glyphosates or Roundup in the vineyard. We felt like that was really important and responsible to do, but that doesn't really make it organic. There's more that needs to be done. So we started working in that direction and then now we're coming up in 2022 on three years of certifiable organic farming practices. So it has been a journey, but we're finding that the fruit quality, the vineyard expression, the soils are really healthier than ever.
0: Got it. It's interesting. You talk to certain farmers, I'm curious, chef's point of view, but you talk to certain farmers, and some of them go all in on organic, and some of them just try to eliminate, like what you said, the glyphosates and know that they're practicing responsibly rather than going for the certification.
1: Absolutely. I think anyone going toward more sustainable practices and more environmentally friendly actions is always the right step, whether you can do full organic or not.
0: Awesome, let's talk about, so this, so this red, so we had this red the other day with some chocolate. That was fantastic. Keep eating popcorn, but share share why that works.
1: Yeah. So this Oakville Cabernet is very generous. Oakville is typically not the highest tannin wine in Napa Valley, but it's got velvet, rich texture. It's got generosity. It's got longevity to the aging, and it's always kind of giving more. Every time you open the bottle, it's giving you a little bit more. So with chocolate, this is a wonderful pairing. We also have, and that's easy to do. I wouldn't even specify the type of chocolate I would say whatever you love and enjoy most I like a darker chocolate but maybe about 70% cacao not 90 and I also really enjoy the wines of Rutherford and Oakville with cherry flavors so chocolate covered cherries are one of my favorite just bringing out that expression that's really sitting here on some of the valley floor sites
0: awesome thank you for this Mari if you're interested in the wine Mari talked about in this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com and we'll link you to it. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at On Cappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is also on social at BT Plate Podcast. This episode was produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joe Yetten, and Sean Petrosian. Our digital media producer is Sarah McClellan-Me. Our music has been composed by Goldfort. I'm Penn and I, Goldfork. As always, a special shout out to my wife, Katie. If you have a moment, we love and appreciate it if you could rate or review and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Kathy.